0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple
1: near you. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. We're breaking down all of the biggest headlines in reality TV and pop culture. I am your host, Morgan. Sidebar, just for one second, big week. Big week in the life of Morgie because my British, South African fiance, David, will be back in the United States in two days. Can you believe it? We'll have to get him on the pod ASAP. He does love The Real Housewives Beverly Hills. So once I have him like stuck in my web, you'll be seeing a lot more of him. But I know you guys have been following along. He's been going wedding dress shopping with me via Instagram. So I know some people care. I know some people don't. So let's get into the stuff that you really care about. This week's pop three. These are the biggest headlines of the week. And coming in with our first headline, the Chrisley's convicted on tax evasion charges. Now this was our deep dive last week. So if you missed the episode last week, you want to know really what was going on with the Chrisley's, what their trial looked like. Go ahead and listen to that episode as well. But they were in a federal trial in Georgia. Todd and Julie Chrisley found guilty of bank fraud and tax evasion. Their accountant, his name is Peter Tarantino, was also found guilty on related charges, including aiding and abetting the filing of false tax returns. So, this reality stars, you know, they had their own show, Chris Lee Knows Best on USA. It was probably one of the most successful shows on that network. They actually were indicted in 2019 of defrauding banks by obtaining millions. And loans. Um, in addition, the U.S. Attorney's Office claimed that they cheated the government by actively evading federal income taxes. So right now, after the guilty verdict, the Chrisleys are on home detention until their sentencing date. As of right now, when I sat down to record this podcast, no date has been set yet. They are facing up to 30 years behind bars Um, They're planning to appeal the verdict. Everything that I've read online says they kind of knew this was coming, um, but that they're going to appeal. As I told you last week in the deep dive, they are alleging that their ex-assistant, his name is Mark Braddock, was forging all these documents in Todd's name because Mark was obsessed with him. Mark said on the stand that he and Todd had like a years long affair. So just very, very messy, a lot of details. So like I said, if you missed it, make sure you go listen to that. You know, this family, the Chrisleys, for as wholesome and happy as they came across on TV, they have some pretty dark secrets, whether it's Their daughter Lindsay's sex tape and who's extorting it for what, or this bank fraud and tax evasion. Things were not as they appeared to be with the Crisleys. Let's move on to headline number two The Bubbas. Officially moving out of their place together, Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney, their divorce is proceeding. They moved out of their house together this week. And like I knew it was coming. They're getting divorced. They're not going to live together forever, but I was not emotionally prepared for the Instagram stories that came from these two this week. Katie posted like update in case you're wondering. I live amongst a sea of boxes, moving in two days. And I was like, okay. I can handle that. Then Tom gets on his Instagram he posts a photo of their two dogs, which we know Butter and Gordo. They've pretty much been cast members on the Vanderpump Rules from the beginning. Butter and Gordo are standing on the steps, and Tom wrote, "Children of divorce." I can't, I can't. Tom also posted like pictures of of moving boxes, and like I said, I knew this was coming, but I i am upset. And I actively will go back and watch old episodes of Vanderpump Rules because it just is reality TV gold. And look, I know that they didn't really like each other that much. At least from what we see on the show, they were always in some kind of argument about a number of different things. But I feel like it's just because all we know is them together. We were introduced to Katie and Tom as Katie and Tom. You know, we've never seen them even date anybody else. They've been together for 12 years. We watched them get married. Well, I guess we watched them get fake married because Tom uh lost the marriage license and then we watched them get real married in Vegas. It's tough. It's really tough. So Supposedly, Vana Pump Rules is starting to film in mid-July per my friend Zachary Reality, who is good friends with um James Kennedy's new girlfriend Allie. Uh so that's what she said. Pretty much the whole cast is coming back, which is interesting because they have all been through so much change. I mean, Raquel and James, Lala and Randall, Katie and Tom. And you hate to like root for people's relationships to dissolve, but also like maybe it'll make for a more interesting season because the past two seasons of Vanderpump Rules have been horrible. And I say this as a Vanderpump Rules lover, a stan, an aficionado, an A1 from day one. It just has been not great the past two seasons. You know what I thought the other day? And it made me wonder like, if the conspiracy theories that the COVID vaccine like changes your DNA, like I had this thought and I thought maybe that's true because I thought I missed Doty. I said to myself, I miss Kristen Doty. Now look, the COVID thing, it was a joke, okay? Don't be in my DMs calling me conspiracy theorists. I know it doesn't really change your DNA. But when you have a thought like that, I miss Kristen Doty. I do. I miss her. She was such a mess. And I love mess. And I'll just leave it there. Let's move on to our final headline this week. Why Christine Quinn was not invited to the MTV Movie and TV Awards. So the MTV Movie and TV Awards were last weekend. Two parts. There was like one part that was about movies and TV. And then there was a second part that was about um, unscripted reality television, which... Everyone in the unscripted category decided not to wear pants to this event. They looked great. So, no shade, but Paige, Lindsay, and Ariana, they all had the same look going on bodysuit with, like, you know, a glittery swimsuit cover over top of it. But they looked bomb. So, I'm not going to be mad about that. I want to know, Kyle and Amanda. Were they not invited? Were they pissed not to be there because Paige and Craig were there? Lindsay and Carl was there. And like, if there's gonna be a summer house couple there to represent, wouldn't you think that it would be like the one couple that was married? You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just very interesting. I was curious about that. Look, I know that like Kyle and Amanda aren't a better couple than Lindsay, and Carl. I just found it interesting, okay? That's all I'll say. The big winners in the unscripted category was Selling Sunset. Um, The whole cast was there except for the villain, Christine Quinn. Um, She said that she wasn't invited. So who exactly did not invite her? How this works, how this all kind of shakes out, MTV gives the tickets to Netflix. Netflix then gives the tickets to the cast. So at first, I thought maybe this is revenge for Christine not doing the reunion. which she was probably contractually obligated to do. But then a lot of you pointed out to me in my DMs that it's probably because of the Call Her Daddy interview where Christine went on to essentially tank the show and talk a lot of crap about the show creator, Adam DeVillo. I thought a very interesting part of the award show was when Chrishell, who won Best Reality Star, Personally, thanked show creator Adam DeVillo in her acceptance speech. So, are we a little teacher's pet? Crystal, here's the thing. If Adam DeVillo decided not to give Christine an invitation to the MTV Movie and TV Awards because of her Call Her Daddy interview, does that not kind of prove her point that he likes to have power over the cast? He even made sure that she wasn't invited because of the things that she was saying. Conspiracy hour. It's conspiracy hour here on Morgan's Pop Talks. Look, I think that she still should have gone. I say it all the time. Love her or hate her. She is a part of the show. Without Christine Quinn on last season of Selling Sunset, you would have been talking about Giselle which was fake. And you would have been talking about Emma's frozen empanadas. So I think that she deserved to be there because she contributed to the success and the drama of the show. And I will leave it at that. All right, quick break. And then we're going to get back into this week's deep dive all about the wildest Instagram ride I have ever been on between Lisa Renna, Patrick Summers, and maybe Kathy Hilton. We'll get into all of it next. Insurance companies love using jingles to sell your policies, but not A, that's AAA. This jingle has been interrupted by AAA Insurance. With affordable auto and home insurance plus America's most recommended roadside assistance, AAA doesn't need catchy jingles because we offer coverage confidence. Visit AAA.com for details and choose coverage confidence. AAA. Outsmart life.
1: You hear that? That's the sound of me. A race car driver taking a turn at 200 miles per hour. And because I drive fast... I'm the perfect person to talk about how to protect your car and home, right? So let's shift this into high gear.
0: This spokes athlete has been interrupted by AAA Insurance. With affordable auto and home insurance plus America's most recommended roadside assistance, AAA doesn't need athlete endorsements because we offer coverage confidence. Visit AAA.com for details and choose coverage confidence. AAA, outsmart life. Welcome back. It is time for this week's Deep dive every single week on my Instagram page at Morgan P. Talks. I open up deep dive submissions for what you want to know more about, what is driving you absolutely bonkers that you just can't get to the bottom of it. I get to the bottom of it for you, for the people, by the people. This week, our deep dive question is from Amy. Hey, Morgan, it's Amy from New Brunswick, Canada. I cannot keep up with the drama between Lisa Renna and Patrick Summers. Please help us make sense of it all. Love you like a sis and look forward to the pod every week. Love you like a sis, Amy. Thank you so much. I have actually recruited some help with this deep dive because I too am very confused. So there's an Instagram account called Your Moms Are Watching. She was in the mix of it all. She was actually the one who was DMing back and forth with Patrick when he admitted to her essentially that Kathy Hilton was the one who hired him to go against Lisa Rinna. He has since changed his story a lot, but Thea DeSalsa, she runs the Instagram account your moms are watching. So we are going to get her side of the story now. Thea, thank you so much for taking some time to join MPT this
1: week. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm such a huge fan of yours.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, I reached out to you because you were somewhat of. You know, a player in this whole Lisa Rinna, Patrick Somers drama. Now, when I first saw the story, it wasn't until Lisa and Patrick had shared each other's phone numbers on their Instagram stories, but I think I'm missing something that happened before that. Do you know
1: how this all started? I do. So Saturday night, Lisa Rinna was home by herself without Harry, and she got a text from a number she didn't recognize. And it said something to the effect of, I'm going to expose you for your lies. And she got freaked out by it, right? I mean, I'm saying this is a story from her camp. This is what she's saying. So she got freaked out and, you know, called Harry and her assistant and her producer at Bravo. And she ended up the next morning deciding to post the text because he said he was going to expose her. So she was saying, here, now you're exposed. And she left his phone number showing, allegedly his phone number. It didn't end up being his phone number, but she posted it. And then he, I guess, got upset because obviously he follows her, right? So he knew immediately she did that. And then he posted on his Instagram page her number and said, you know, you dox me now or whatever, you expose me now, I'm exposing you. And then, of course, they both proceed to get a million phone calls in three minutes from a bunch of different people. And allegedly, he answered his phone, had Kathy Hilton's assistant at one point, or texted back. I'm not sure which one. And she took it down right away. I'm sure she realized right away this probably wasn't the best course of action to post someone's phone number. And then she had to change her phone number she's had for 22 years. And then everything else that you know happened.
0: So... I guess I'm just confused because, you know, Lisa Renna is saying that she does not know Patrick. How did he get her phone number to text her? Do you know?
1: Do you know? I don't know, but I will tell you I tried it and I found it in about five minutes on two different places. You found Lisa Renna's phone number? Yeah. You would think that they would take precautions
0: to like protect that at all costs. So when did you get in
1: contact with Patrick? So then the week goes on. I'm just watching it. And I don't really care that much. She seems crazy. She's obviously has not posted again about it. And then I guess they're posting each other at some point. And then Thursday night, um, a, a friend of mine has a podcast called Blonde Hair, Black Heart, just a friend on Instagram. And someone sent it to me. And they said, oh, look, it's that crazy Patrick kid. He did a podcast. So I watched it kind of to support my friend. And as I'm watching it, I'm realizing this kid is really making stuff up to a degree. I mean, he's talking about being in Forbes magazine and owning a... I don't even know. And one thing he said really stuck out, which was he said that he had... He changed the story. He said he had texted... Brenna had texted him first. And that text that she showed was a reply, which immediately I knew wasn't true because A it didn't seem like a reply. It was just a threat out of nowhere. It it was kind of, that was a weird story. And then also of course, like, okay, so you and Lisa Rinna, you're 20 years old. You and Lisa Rinna are, are buddies. That's your new story. So I just, I don't even know why I did this, but I just, it's like, you know, the shrimp in the cereal. I just thought, let me just DM this guy. I don't know. He's never going to write me back ever. I, I don't know him. I just started following him this second. And I said, hey, Patrick, you know, I feel like someone set you up to this. I'm feeling like it might be Kathy Hilton. I don't know. But this couldn't be something you cooked up all on your own. And I'll help you, you know, get it out there, whatever you're trying to do here, or whoever put you up to this. This was my idea at this point. My stupid idea was that he was put up to it. By somebody like Kathy, because I know the whole Aspen story and I know what Kathy's trying to hide. So I know I, it made sense to me at the time. And he took a little bit, but then he finally, I said, does her name rhyme with Milton? And he said, yes, which in retrospect, I wish he hadn't, because then it got me in all kinds of trouble for calling out Kathy Hilton. But he said, yes. And then he told me at the beginning, I said, don't worry, I won't tell anybody. I'm just wondering what you're up to. But then by the end of our conversation, he said, you can do it with this way you want. So I posted it because – and I also DM'd my friend, Blonde Hair, Black Heart, and said, listen, that kid was lying to you the whole time. And he immediately messaged him, and the kid messaged him back and said, you're right, I'm, I was lying. I've been paid by a very, you know, big, high-up housewife to divert the news cycle. That's, he told him as well. So I, I was a little confused as to why I was under fire for my DMs that everyone thought were fake. Because he also admitted it to someone else, not just me. And then, of course, went on to give a huge interview to Radar Online, saying exactly what he told me. The only part he didn't ever repeat again was the Kathy Hilton part. And I know why, because they were not happy (laughs) with that. I heard from them.
0: I can imagine. And we'll get to the Kathy stuff in a second. But you, you you brought it up that he alleged that you Photoshopped those DMs that you released because his name was underlined or something. What was your response to him
1: saying that? Well, first of all, I posted that and I got maybe fifty DMs in five minutes with other people whose names it's the name of the person you're DMing is underlined on your iPhone 13. I don't know. It's not just me. I don't <laughs> know I don't know how to Photoshop. And then someone else, another Bravo site, was thinking that my icons were weird. But that's strange, right? If you're gonna Photoshop, you're not gonna make your photoshopped fake DMs look different than everyone else's, right? You're gonna make them look the same. So that was crazy. And also, he repeated word for word what he said to me to Radar Online. So how I faked something. And he didn't even come out with his manifesto until after my, the DMs. So I couldn't have known what his plan was that he wrote out and posted an hour later. How could I have known all that if I faked these DMs? It's kind of su- silly. But that definitely wasn't, that definitely was floating around that I'd made these up. (laughs) Yeah. So then
0: after you post these DMs, you know, he does then get on Instagram and says his client paid him $27,000 to carry out this marketing campaign, is what he called it, to draw attention away from his client, which at this point, everyone is assuming Kathy Hilton. Can you tell us why people thought, because I understand why, you know, you, like you said, you said it rhymes with Milton, but, but why specifically, Kathy? Is it because of the stuff that's going to come out about what happened in Aspen?
1: Yes. I mean, apparently, allegedly, what happened in Aspen was only physically witnessed by a few housewives, one of them being Lisa Rinna. So it would stand to reason that Kathy would not want Lisa to be talking about this so I just thought, who would want, this is what went through my head, it has to be a housewife in Beverly Hills, according to this kid, who would want Lisa Rinna threatened and the news cycle diverted from them. That's what I was thinking, because she was his original target, right? He said, I'm going to expose your lies. Mm-hmm. So I just thought her, because I know how big, what a big deal Aspen is, and I know that um, Kathy's camp doesn't want the specifics of it out there. There was a guess.
0: I am just going to be honest with you. I also don't want Kathy Hilton's camp like coming for me and my podcast, but can you give us like a very vague version Mm -hmm. of the Aspen drama so that you don't get in trouble, I don't get in trouble, but we still spill a little bit
1: of tea. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's out, it's all out there. What I'll say to you is what's out there already, which is that allegedly there was some sort of a homophobic slur said in a club in Aspen called the Caribou Club, which is a private club. The ladies went there um, on their Aspen trip for a night out. Garcelle didn't go. The rest of the ladies were there. So Erica, Crystal, all that, you know, um, Sutton and Kathy. And they were at the club. And allegedly um, she asked the DJ to play Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. And he wouldn't. He refused. Which, by the way, turns out this DJ does have a habit of refusing requests. So there you go. He was just being him, I guess. And she allegedly got mad at him and yelled a homophobic slur at him. And then that's it. That's the story. And then there was an aftermath. She disappeared for two weeks. She put it on Rick Hilton's wall. Get me out of here. Help get me out of here. Mm -hmm. Everyone saw that. Yeah. And then some rumors leaked and all that. And she she didn't go to the finale party and she disappeared. And that's the story. And that is, there are those rumors kind of widespread. So I'm not really spilling any tea there.
0: Right, right. It's all alleged. But um, something else that Patrick said in his Instagram story that I thought was very odd was him saying that he could not break his NDA um, that he had made with this so-called housewife that everyone thought at one point was Kathy Hilton. But wouldn't posting that story be breaking his NDA
1: anyways? There's no NDA in this world that expires (laughs) the day after you're done with your job. So I mean, at this point now, we know that 95% of what this kid has said was made up. And the NDA, whether or not a housewife is behind this, I very highly doubt there's an NDA because he could be sued. So what is that money worth if you're going to break it? And to me, of all people. So I think that we can all agree that perhaps the NDA doesn't exist. Yes.
0: Have you heard from Patrick at all since those
1: DMs were released? No, he unsent his messages to me. Even though I, I already screenshotted them, but he unsent them, and then I reached out to him, I think twice, and never heard back. And then I just he put up a Q and A that he was supposedly going to go live, and I said, "Why did you?" Tell me that the housewife that paid you to do this name riding with Milton, (laughs) that was my question, but he didn't didn't answer it and he didn't do his live. He just put up a video. So no, I've never heard from him again.
0: Well, and then earlier this week, you know, he goes on Instagram and he does this video that has been posted and deleted a couple of different times, but his story has completely changed. And now it was him and Lisa that were in cahoots together. He was saying that he and Lisa were friends, that Kathy had no part in it. What did you think when you heard that change of story first?
1: I mean, I've been following this obviously closely, and I noticed that his story shifted according to what the like online chatter was. And at that point, there was somewhat of a general consensus, at least in the Rinner Haters, that Lisa was behind this. So I just feel like he went with the tide on that one and made up a big story about them being friends and, you know, her telling him, please take Kathy Hilton down or please divert the Harry Hamlin story to this. That, I mean, it just, none of it sounded true to me. I still don't believe that Lisa was behind any of it. It just doesn't make sense that this is very elaborate. I just think he made it up as they went along. Like he just, I twice, I've now spurred this kid to, Tell lies. I didn't mean to, but that first time I DM'd him, then he came out with the whole manifesto.
0: Yeah. That was
1: me. We might, we might never have heard from him again if I hadn't DM'd him. And then <laughs> yes, yesterday, I decided to go on my Instagram talking about him, and then he, that's when he did the video. He posted my post about him, and then did the video. So now I'm just feeling like I should never mention him ever again <laughs> after this podcast. Yes, because then I think I think he'll I think he'll go away.
0: So one thing that he also posted that I'm curious your take on was a DM between him and Lisa Rinna. Did you see this where where he he sends something and she says, here's the thing. It's going to be so good. He says, haha, I'll make a post right now. Kind of roasted you. And then she sends a kissy face emoji. Do you think right. that conversation was real or do you think maybe he doctored this or what is that DM with Lisa Rena? I
1: think it's real. I think that he might've met her for a second at the mission and he's a fan and she DMs her fans, you know, I mean, she's never DMed me, but she, she must DM, you know, when a fan sends her something. So she's saying something and I mean, it just didn't sound to me like collusion or conspiracy to commit anything. It sounded like she has DM'd him before because he's a fan, but it was kind of so generic and I mean, if he had come forward with real things like Lisa Rinna saying, hey, have you, have you gotten an idea of what to do with the Cathy, or whatever? Obviously, we'd all be paying attention. But that just seems just like a fan talking to Lisa and me.
0: Yeah. And then obviously, Lisa went on her Instagram and she was saying, you know, she was asking the Bravo fans to do their due diligence to find out who this guy is. And, you know, you and I were talking before the podcast and you said that you did a background check on
1: him. We did. Well, I have a follower who is a, an ex detective. So she was kind of following up to figure out who he was. And his social media was just bizarre. It was just not going anywhere. It was like he hadn't posted in two years. And then there were these like stock photos on his Instagram. It's kind of the classic somebody who doesn't either have a lot of friends or use social media a lot. So it was strange. And it was kind of coming to nothing. And the phone wasn't registered to him, it was registered to a Jose, you know, a 50 five-year-old man in Los Angeles. So we were confused for a little while thinking that maybe he was catfishing. Maybe it was a whole different person. But then we found his mom, his adopted mother, and she had posted pictures of him throughout the years. So that's the end of that. That is Patrick. It's her son. So that was kind of a two hour window where we thought he was not who he said he was. And then I posted about it because I just am dumb. And Lisa picked up on it, I guess at some point and then was like, Hey, let's find out who he is. But then that kind of upset him, I guess, because then he was upset that somebody had looked into him and said he was adopted. That was part of his manifesto or his video. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it's just been a big ball of mess from the beginning. And it's so confusing and hard to figure out. And I think the reason why is because it's been so random on his end and not plotted out. And that's why none of us can figure out why he did all the things he did. I don't think anything was really plotted. I think he was just playing along with whoever, you know, was talking about him or contacted him and trying to get attention and followers. I don't think he had a plan.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, do
1: you think that he just made this all up? Yeah, I think that he somehow lucked into Lisa Rina's number, whether it's from working at the mission or going online like I did. And he sent her a threat because he's a fan of the shows and the general fan consensus is anti-Lisa. So he was like doing the fans work by saying, I'm going to expose your lies. (laughs) And then he never expected her to post it. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's just sending a threat to Lisa Rinna. He's not thinking he's getting famous until she posts it to 3 million people or 5 million or however many. And that's when I think he started really just playing with everyone and trying to come up with reasons and plans. And I think the whole Kathy Hilton thing didn't even occur to him until I said it. And then he was like, you know, yeah, yeah, it was Kathy. Yeah, that's who it was. I think he's just been making it up as he goes along. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is just so odd because of how much and how frequently and how quickly he changed his story. So, you know, even if there were – bits and pieces of truth. It's like you just, you can't even believe that any of it was true because of how many times the story has changed. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, Thea, thank you so much for helping us figure out this week's deep dive. You guys, if you want to follow her on social media, she's at your moms are watching Thea. Thank you. I feel like I could not have figured this out without you. Well,
1: thank you so much for having me on.
0: Okay, to wrap up this week's episode, we are going to talk about The Real Housewives of Dubai, which premiered last week. I have saved all of my thoughts for you on the pod. I didn't post any videos about it because I really just wanted to sit with it for a while um, because, to be honest, I've been all over the place in my thoughts about the premiere. The intros were incredible. Oh my gosh. The first five minutes, meeting the housewives, seeing the city. I mean, very briefly, them talking about the culture, the money. It was mesmerizing. I was like, oh my gosh. We were in for a wild ride. But then I feel like it very quickly kind of died off. And it really reminded me of the season premiere of the new Kardashians show on Hulu, where it's like the intro was insane. All the drone shots, all of, you know, seeing their houses and and just an elevated feel. And then it was like, oh, it's the same Kardashians show that was on E! You know, It, it kind of felt the same. But let's just go through the cast. We have Ayan, Sarah, Caroline Brooks, Lisa, Nina, and Caroline Stanbury. Chanel Ayan gives me Christine Quinn vibes. Maybe not that extreme, um, but she's definitely fabulous. She is the queen. You don't want to mess with her. Um, I personally loved her. I saw a lot of mixed reviews. She came on strong. There's no doubt about it, but I'm here for the dramatics of reality TV. So Ayan, I'm here for. Caroline Stanbury, formerly of Ladies of London on Bravo. She moved to Dubai, got divorced. Now she's marrying Sergio, who's a lot younger than her, 18 years younger. Uh, we saw her hen party, which is like a bachelorette party, but now I will only be referring to my future bachelorette party as a hen party. Caroline, to me, seems like the common denominator, like kind of reminding me of a Kyle Richards in the sense that everyone is connected to Caroline, whether it be in a good way or in a bad way. Um, Lisa was the next housewife that we were introduced to. She has a fashion empire. She is stunningly beautiful. Her kids are absolutely adorable. She is very good friends with Ayan. go to bestie. Uh, Caroline Brooks is a single mother. I was kind of confused at what she does. Um, I think she said real estate, but I might just not be smart enough to understand what she does. Um, But she seems like she knows what she's doing. We met Nina. She's the co-founder of a cake company. I feel like they really kind of glossed over her. We didn't get a lot from Nina this episode besides the fact that she, you know, went to Caroline's hen party and then had a little dinner party at the end. And we also have Sarah. I'm obsessed with Sarah. First episode in, she was my favorite. She shows up in her first scene, no makeup, just looking absolutely gorgeous. Also a single mom. She said she was the rebellious one. I just really like her energy. I feel like we'll get a lot from Sarah Um, this season. So like I said, the first episodes are always kind of tough. It took me legit like three watches to finally get all the drama and the relationships between the women. And I think it would have been beneficial to maybe start with five housewives as opposed to six. Um, I was kind of confused in certain places because it seems like these women have a long history, but we don't have the context of that history. So, you know, they did like the, the, the web Venn diagram where they're like us three like each other and these two fight and these two, which I'm like in the moment I was like, Oh, that's helpful. But then 10 minutes later, I forgot like who was fighting with who and who got along and who didn't. So I think, look, we just have to give it some time. I think it has a lot of potential, a very good cast and I'm excited for it. So we'll stick with it for now there's also rumors right now that there's three more Housewives franchises coming. Three more on Peacock. Winnetka, which I don't know where that is, Nashville, and Scottsdale. You guys, why are they doing this to us? Is eight cities not enough? I I don't have three extra hours in my schedule, Bravo. Please, please. I'll have to watch them. I just won't sleep. I just won't sleep. All right, you guys, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. If you have not yet, please leave a review. Let me tell you why. Someone out there left me a one-star review and said they were never listening to my podcast again. And every time I open the app on Apple Podcasts, it's the first review that I see because it's the last one. So if you love me like a sis, could you please leave me a review? So that that's not the one that I see every time I open my app, even if it's just a little five-star rating and a little L Y L A S or a love you like a sis, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll see you back here next week. Love you like a sis. Bye.
1: Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? Nah, no, not. <laughs> Michael
0: Cera. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson.
1: What the mother father kind of spaniel's going on here? Pause of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. ready PG. New message. Hey, girlfriend, it's Carol from jury duty. We never actually spoke, but I saw you ordered the same hoagie as me at lunch. What are the chances? Anywho, I heard you just got a boat. We should totally grab some hoagies and take it out for a spin. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. (laughs) Seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy Not Available in All States.